Hey friends, today on the podcast, we're talking electric vehicles. And joining me from Consumers Energy, Lauren Youngdahl-Snyder. She is the Vice President of Customer Experience, and I cannot wait to get into the conversation. My guest today, VP of Customer Experience, Lauren Youngdahl-Snyder. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here today. I am so excited to talk to you because EVs or electric vehicles has been something I've been fascinated about since they rolled out in the market. And you've been driving one for a while. So I'm wondering, before we kind of get into how we should think about it as consumers, what yeah. got you interested in, and what has the experience been driving an electric vehicle? You know, I was really intrigued. Um buy these vehicles. And there have been uh, a few friends of mine who always like to be the early adopters and had purchased electric vehicles uh, before they became kind of, you know, a big topic like they are today. And they, they really were struck by the performance of the vehicle, the look of the vehicle, um, and this whole idea that moving to an electric vehicle could play an impact on the planet. Um, and so uh, I jumped in to figure out what this is all about. And I knew that there obviously is a connection to uh, our electric industry, which I'm, I'm a part of our utility industry. And so I wanted to firsthand understand uh, what this would look and feel like so that as we started to get more involved in this space, I could speak from firsthand experience. And so um, I have an electric vehicle. I have a charger in my garage. I went through the installation process. I went through the purchase vehicle experience um, and, you know, really I have found it to be a great vehicle. My husband is in the market right now. He's looking at a couple of different options, more of like an SUV look. Uh, I have sure. three little kids. And so we're trying to figure out like, okay, how does this become right. um, yes. something that supports our family? Which, so we're trying to, we're looking at those options, but I just think of, um, you know, how much advancement has been made over the last few years and the way that the battery technology has advanced, this whole like range anxiety that was something that I worried about, you know, right, I'm on yeah. the road a lot, especially before the pandemic. And I was worried, like, I don't want to get stranded. Uh, and I learned that that's not the case. Um, and I also learned how uh, just easier it is to have an electric vehicle. Like I don't have to go to the gas station. Um, I don't have to worry about, uh, maintenance upkeep, like I've had to with other vehicles. And so, um, I think the performance of it, the look of it and knowing that it's making an impact on, uh, the environment in a really positive way, um, really were the key reasons, um, why I was thinking about it and why I like driving an electric vehicle. And I would say one of the most surprising things for me outside of all the things you've already gone through was just how different the ride is, how quiet oh my you don't God. realize, you don't realize how much rattles when you drive around in a, in a traditional no. car. It's crazy. You almost are like, why is it so quiet? Why is it so quiet? Like, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're feeling like we're at a bit of a tipping point with EVs. And I'm wondering if you could maybe put some, some shape and form around how Michiganders should think about electric vehicles. Most definitely. You know, I think that uh, even since January, we've seen so many different headlines uh, that suggest EVs, it's not a matter of if EVs are coming, it's when they're coming. So I think about GM's uh, all electric ambition by 2035, or the release of the Ford Mustang and the Ford F-150 Lightning, which I think is going to be an especial game changer uh, within our service territory. 
uh, I think about the battery technology advancements. In the 2022 Tesla battery pack, um, it will take seven minutes to charge. So from zero to full, seven minutes. Like it takes me longer to go to the, well, it would take me longer to go to the gas station, right? Um, And then I think about just the policy changes that we're seeing at the federal level, um, where President Biden and the U.S. Senate's infrastructure bill has really put a stake in the ground of we want to have a network of national chargers. We want to have, um, we want more vehicles on the road. We want thousands of electric school buses on the road. Um, And I know that the state, our state is very ambitious in the way that we think about uh, sustainability and clean energy. And we are the auto capital of the world, are we not, Michigan, here? Uh, And the autos commitments as a part of that kind of state um, commitment that I know that they're working on, um, you know, just suggests that there are, EVs will hit the road and they're going to be here sooner than I think maybe we would have ever projected, even looking back um, when we started the programs at Consumers Energy. Um, There's been just so much advancements. uh, And we're excited to see what's to come now and in the future. So uh, for Michiganders, I think, you know, some people will say range anxiety, right? Like I said earlier, well, and I'm going to talk about our programs, but people should rest assured that over the last few years, there's been a very concerted effort to make sure that we have proper charging infrastructure. You can drive, got to do my Michigan hand, might be backwards on the screen, but you can drive from Bronson, Michigan, all the way up to Mackinac City on chargers that have been rebated through our program. You can also go uh, west to east as well. And we're working too with other um, states uh, to make sure that people who travel to Florida, we're part of a coalition now uh, that, so those who can drive from Michigan to Florida, uh, which we know that happens a lot. There's many of us. Who maybe, that. maybe it happens a couple times. I think. A couple yeah. times uh, that we're we're working in concert with those states, and the same from east to west. So um, we really want to mitigate that as a concern. Uh, the other thing people will say is, well, it's really cold in Michigan in the winter, and that will impact my battery. It does. It does. It it does. You know, I I noticed that too. But with the battery technology just getting better, and knowing that. Yeah, impacts it by a few miles. I mean, on average, you get around 200 to 300 miles on a full charge. Um, And most of the time when you're charging, it's at home. Seriously, like 90% of charging takes place at home. And so anyways, those are some of the things, I think the signposts that Michiganders should, um, I'm no doubt have read in the headlines, uh, but should know that uh, there's a great concerted effort between uh, our OEMs and our utilities and uh, the state and the federal government um, to really make sure that adoption of EVs is seamless. Lauren, you said a couple things in there. One, I read an article last week about the busing, and if we switch the busing to EVs, yeah. what an impact that would have on the environment. But the other thing specific to Michiganders is you'll hear this a lot, is this idea of power. Can the battery have as much power as a combustible engine? And you see Chevy and Ford entering into this, both with trucks that can pull up to 10,000 pounds. And I'm wondering if that will be, you know, you've seen Ford have to double their, you know, forecast for what happens with the lightning when it finally comes out next year. And I'm wondering if if you think like I do, that those two trucks are going to be a big deal, especially in this state with adoption rates. 100% agree with you. And I think it's the the vehicle style and the, like the choice of that vehicle that's appealing and to know that it can be run on a battery uh, and it can it's an electric battery like it's electric. Um 
just is uh, the melding of two great things, right? So I think um, it will be a game changer for uh, our customers to know that there are options. I mean, by in the next couple of years here, we're going to see over 240 different vehicle choices. Wow. Which is amazing. So, yeah, well, and, it, and that's that's been probably the most amazing thing is all of these OEMs that you've probably never heard of in the combustion yeah. space are now putting out EVs, and you're like, I've never heard of that company, but yes. here they are making hundreds upon hundreds of vehicles. Exactly. Yeah. So there's going to be great vehicle choice, um, which I think is really exciting. Now, one of the issues that we've been hearing a lot in the news is this chip shortage that prevents cars from being made, and that is butting up against President Biden's you know, next 10 years, 40 to 50% of the cars sold in the United States to be EVs. Your point of view from consumers is, is that attainable with these shortages and the supply chain issues that we're having right this very second? Because although you and I might think some days, 10 years seems like a lot of time, we blink and 10 years is over. And I'm wondering your thoughts about hitting that goal. I do think, of course, today it has impacts, but it will be resolved, right? And we are looking at a time horizon that is uh, at least 10 years, right? And so I, I do think, of course, there is going to be um, challenges every year, no doubt, from different types of re- you know, sources and reasons. And so um, I still believe that despite that, uh, we will be, we will see uh, these ambitions achieved through these autos. Obviously, Consumers Energy is doing a lot of work in that space, and I want to talk about all of it. And I want to start with Power My Drive. Can you explain to people that maybe don't know somebody who has an EV or don't have an EV, kind of the work that you guys are doing with Power My Drive? And then I want to talk about Power My Fleet as well. Sure. So Power My Drive is really a program for our residential customers. And the way that this works is uh, once you purchase your electric vehicle, we provide a rebate uh, for that charger that you're going to install and we also help uh, navigate the, the upgrade of service and uh, make sure that you, because that, a charger, right? Like the in-home solution, we want to be helpful in helping navigate that. And so it's a rebate for chargers. It's also um, not only just in the home, but at workplaces and public locations. So as I mentioned earlier, this kind of footprint of Michigan and, and our L2 and DC fast chargers We worked with Michigan State University, this started a couple of years ago, to really think about what's the right strategic placement of charging stations. And uh, working with them, we have our foot, you know, we know what the footprint looks like, and we've strategically worked with several partners across the state um, to bring to life these charging stations so that whether you're home and you're charging or you are on your way uh, to, you know, to visit another part of the state, uh, that we've got the proper infrastructure set up. And so today we've got nearly 200 uh, uh, chargers in our network that have been rebated wow. through our program um, with an uh, investment plan to do more of that. So um, that's the Power My Drive. Power My Fleet, we just launched this in May. And this really is a concierge service for business customers who want to convert their fleets to all electric. And it also includes rebates for charging stations and infrastructure upgrades. And this is fascinating to me. Like to me, this is another signpost that EVs, it's not if, uh, it's when. We we intended to have around 20 customers enrolled by the end of the year. And today, today we have over 50 in our queue. Like, wow. And it's a whole range. It's, It's a mix of industries. It's a mix of size. 
you know, companies who have a few delivery vans to those who are looking at converting their entire fleets. And what I think is unique about this program is it's a white glove service offering. We are uh, working with you to help you understand how, like, what's the math on this? Like, what what has to be true to make this work for your business? Uh, We published a report based on, you know, working side by side with you that says, here are the impacts and here's how we would make that conversion. And then we work with them um, to get the the charging station, get the rebates, um, get it all set up. The other piece I would add too is um, we've had a time, we have a time of use rate. We call it our super, super users rate. And so when you're charging, which again takes place typically at night, um, it's a super reduced rate. So if there's an incentive too um, that helps offset any kind of cost that might be a concern. Um, so power my fleet. Like I'm, I'm just thrilled with the demand that we're seeing from customers. Um, and then the other thing I'll note too, we want to be able to walk the talk internally. So with our own fleet, Consumers Energy Fleet, by 2030, we intend to have 100% light duty vehicle purchases, all electric. Um, and total fleet composition will be about 30% electric. And we were one of the first across the nation to make this commitment. And so, you know, again, I think that's important for us to show others, especially these customers who want to participate in Power My Fleet, that um, we're walking the talk. And you guys have been on the cutting edge of that, right, with your coal announcement and now this announcement. Yes. You know, you know what, what does this state look like five years from now with the Ooh. work that you guys are doing along with Ford and Chevy and the other OEMs that are, that are putting these products out? What do you think the state looks like in five years? Oh, my gosh. Um, that is a really great question. Here's what I think. I, uh, I think we have been very progressive in the way that we think about clean energy and our ambition to be coal-free net zero by 2040, and then our recent filing uh, of accelerating that to 2025, which is only four years away. And the way that we do that um, is we retire our whole coal fleet, and we, we instead of having uh, coal, we now have a portfolio that's comprised of wind, and solar and gas and then customer programs such as energy efficiency and demand response. Uh, And then another component of that too is how we ensure that we can support this electrification, right? On the gas side of our business because we have a similar ambition there. And so um, I think customers in five years, I could see clearly uh, a lot more EVs on the road and we're committed to that. We are working on a goal internally um, to put more vehicles, electric vehicles on the road. And uh, we're thinking through what part of the value chain we as a utility can be a part of to help accelerate that adoption. And so we're exploring things like more in-home services, uh, workplace charging, um, you know, school buses. We do think there's a, a great opportunity with school buses and, and public transit, trans, transit uh, which is uh, typically large emitters of carbon, right? We're trying to figure out the role that we can play there. Um, and I think it all kind of falls into, we know, we, cl- we clearly are experts in the, ut- in the utility industry, specifically uh, with gas and electricity. And I think that we can help customers navigate what's required to ensure that they've got the proper infrastructure. They know how to make those upgrades. They, um, they can see the benefit of doing so because when you go to plug in your electric vehicle, today even, but even more so in uh, in five years, you can rest assured that you're powering it with really clean energy. 
um, which I think is really important too to think about. You know, the transportation sector, uh, the they're one of the they, I think they are now the largest emitter of carbon. Um, I think forty percent of carbon comes from the transportation sector, and so if you think about well, okay, I'm going to turn, I'm going to move to an electric vehicle and I'm going to plug my vehicle in. Am I helping the environment? Am I really helping create a sustainable future? Uh, you are, because the energy that you're getting from that plug, you, it is from really sustainable sources. Lauren Youngdahl-Snyder, this has been an absolute blast. I cannot wait to do it again. Have an awesome time and we will talk to you again soon. All right, thank you.